everyone, and welcome to the Cocky Top Podcast, home of the SEC football show where forever to the Gamecock Brian Lowe and all the all Tyler McDaniel put their friendship to the test during a grueling football season, all while highlighting and fighting for their volunteers and Gamecocks respectively throughout their season as well as our thoughts on other teams in the conference as well as the league. So regardless if you're a volunteer or a Gamecock or somewhere in between, let's kick this thing off and talk some ball. What's up all you cock and balls and welcome to another episode of the Cocky Top Podcast. I am forever to the Gamecock, Brian Lowe, and joining me as always is all vol, Tyler McDaniel, T-Mac. What is going on, bud? Oh, hello, hello, hello. Not too much. Uh, we are back for another episode. We have had all the employee Christmas parties employee gifts and bonuses and all that fun stuff was received so we truly are in the heart of the season so christmas is just around the corner been doing a lot of shopping and uh now we're gonna we're we're into bowl season we got our first bowl game tomorrow and uh we are pretty much full force into bowl season until january 2nd yeah, getting so, into getting into January, basically whenever NFL playoffs start at that point. So throw so. your mittens around your kittens, and away we go. Yeah, um, as someone who is into numbers, or I'm not necessarily into numbers, but I'm good at numbers, numbers, and I have to work too. with numbers quite a bit. Um, you are. I've correct. never seen someone truly work an Excel sheet the way that you have had to here, and the way that you. Like, okay, I created this Excel sheet for it, and then, or, hey, I need an Excel sheet for this. Okay, da 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 And then you're like, oh, and by the way, I also did it for the next six years. So it'll just, <laughs> you'll just have to click down at the bottom. This is this month, then you'll go to that month, and that month, and that month, and that month, and then you'll go over to 2024, and then you get that month, and that month. And I'm just like, dude, I got to learn what cell one and cell two mean still. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that I did not uh, take the time to learn to teach myself and when I was in high school we didn't really work with it right because it really like it hadn't become a thing excessively now they're learning it in middle school and high school how to work Excel right because so much is done via laptop now like we were talking the other day um we were talking about uh, everything being online and all that. We were having uh, uh, an encore theatrical meeting, and I'm on the company now. And we were talking about how everything's on the on the laptop. And uh, our artistic director, Candace, said uh, um, some some comment about turning in a thesis paper. And we all went, nobody turns in thesis papers anymore. Right. It's all you submit it. You drop it into a Google Drop, yeah, or you give Dropbox the, the or professor whatever. a flash drive. It's like no, nobody turns in themes or thesis papers on paper anymore. It's all digital now. She went, "What?" I went, "Yeah, yeah." You referred to it as a theme, yeah, uh, a theme, yeah, uh, alluding to Christmas, a Christmas story. story, and yeah, we're she was like, "No," I was like, "No, no." Uh, rarely are things actually turned in paper wise like I mean we fill we print out forms still in not just the industry but in the world 
But if we're turning things in now or submitting things, it's all digital. Yeah. Excel sheets and forms are digital and themes and theses and all that stuff. It's all digital these oh, days. release forms, mm-hmm. anything and everything now at this point has a put digital Put your digital format. signature yeah. and put it back in the Dropbox after you fill it, fill it out. Yeah. You don't, I mean, there's, yeah. It it's is, just it's yeah. so technological to these days. But, yeah, I've never uh, never seen anyone quite work an Excel sheet quite like you. <laughs> And and it's it just all has to deal with, of course, the numbers and and looking at some numbers moving forward. Talking about Christmas coming up, bowl season coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have ten days till Christmas Day, nine days until Christmas Eve, one day until bowl season. And of course, those are going to start off, um, like you said, tomorrow, December the sixteenth, twenty twenty three. With the first game being on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and that is Georgia Southern taking on Ohio in the Myrtle Beach Bowl in Conway, South Carolina. Mm. Right. Uh, Weather expected to be a cool, crisp 45 degrees, even at 11 a.m. in sunny South Carolina. Uh, Right now, Georgia Southern is a three-point favorite in that game with the over-under. Currently at 48 and a half points. I know nothing about either one of these teams other than one is a bird and one is a cat as far as their mascots currently. Uh, currently, the bird is favored over the cat. However, uh, nature tells me more times than not the cat is going to win. Uh, so I think I'm going to pick Ohio to win this one. Uh, over Georgia Southern, they've already got the better record, uh, nine and three over Georgia Southern, six and six. Oh uh, yeah, I guess I'll have to go with Ohio. I really could care less about either one of these teams. Um, as I said in the last episode of Crocky Top, I believe there are too many bowl games this day and age. Uh, just too many bowl games to count, and basically it's getting to the point where they're watered down. Mm-hmm participation trophies very very much so uh especially evident as i was going through earlier uh, before we got into recording this episode just listing off the names of the different bowls um and i honestly not to really get too far into it because majority of these games like we said we really don't have much vested interest other than the fact that it's just more football that we get to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and it being bowl season. So, honestly, running down the uh, list rather quickly. Uh, noon kickoff between Howard and Florida A&M. Howard comes in with a 6-5 and five record. Florida A&M 11-1. And, and that is going to be for the Cricket Celebration Bowl. The Probably the 12th least exciting game to ever be held or to be held this year in Mercedes-Benz Stadium more than likely uh, there in Atlanta um, but I mean hey we could be surprised I mean it could be one of the best games that's been played in Mercedes-Benz Stadium this year uh, I know the Alabama-Georgia game was a really good one uh, most of Atlanta's games however have not been all that no, great so the old dirty birds have not done well, well in the last few years we'll see if if Howard and Florida the Howard Buffaloes and the Florida A&M uh, let's honestly go ahead and check here and see the Florida I'm, A&M Rattlers I'm si- Rattler Snake yeah 
Okay. Florida A and M Rattlers. Okay. Well. And the Howard Buffaloes. I do like a good canebreaker rattler, but let's see if it's listed as buffalo or bison. I do like a the bison. Ah, bison. I'm glad I did check that out. I do love the a good Howard bison burger. Bison versus the Florida A and M Rattlers in the, the name cricket. Howard. I think of Howard the Duck. I really like Howard the Duck. Right. So I'm gonna go with Howard upsetting the Rattlers. All right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and deviate on this one. I'm gonna take the venomous snake versus the the bison in this one. Uh, Eleven and one Florida A and M to take down Howard. Speaking of bison buffalo, um, did you see that the University of Colorado has named a new class course at their school prime time? After their coach, what's I mean? Is it? I don't know what it consists of, but I hear it runs from four to eight. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Mm. Oh, he's got the jokes today. He's got the jokes. <laughs> uh, line on this one: Florida A and M is a seven-point favorite with the over/under for this game set at fifty and a half. Ooh. Um, next up, two fifteen Saturday. Jacksonville State, the other Gamecocks from out of Alabama, taking on the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. I don't know what I don't know why do you want to go football? <laughs> in the Caesars Superdome, New Orleans, Louisiana, playing in the Saints' house. Jacksonville State currently only a two and a half point favorite over under on this one, set at fifty eight and a half for the R and L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Interesting. I don't mean to sound disrespectful, and I don't want to take too much of the bit away from the fantastic comedian Tom Segura, but there are still people that exist in this world that could have a conversation with you right now, and you'd have no idea what they're saying. These Cajuns still exist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would think that by 2023, as quickly as we've modernized, that that trait out of Louisiana would have eventually been slowly washed away. Hey, you remember that time Bobby Boucher? It has not. There are still Cajuns existing to where you're just like, Oh yeah, the what? true the true What French, did you just say? The true French Cajun, <laughs> yeah. you know insane combination of English and French and I met Creole. When we were we were down there a few years ago in New Orleans and uh, he was trying to tell me, uh, I asked him a question about something about how to get to Jackson Square, and he was trying to tell me. And I just nodded and went, thank you, and it walked away. Remind I was like, what? The, remind you of the bit down at the comedy bar? Yes. Oh, you go too far. Yeah. I, you don't I was turn like, around now wait, have what? Now. I was like, I'm Appalachian, and I didn't understand a bit of that. Like, good Lord, take the whatever's in your mouth, sticking it all together, and enunciate. It's swollen tongues. No offense (laughs) intended, but (laughs) holy crap. Speaking of Appalachia, Appalachian State Mm -hmm. taking on Miami, Ohio, 3.30 on ABC or ESPN+. At the FBC Mortgage Stadium in Orlando, Florida, 
line is currently favoring App State by six and a half, over under at forty one and a half, in probably one of the oddest named bowls, and a food related bowl, out of all the different ones that are going to be occurring over the next several weeks, and they are going to be participating in the avocados from Mexico cure bowl. <clears throat> So it's the Cure Bowl sponsored or presented to you by Avocados from Mexico. Looks like avocado. Cool. Cool. I look I don't like avocados. So I'm a fan of avocados. Huge fan. Love guacamole, like sliced avocado. Big guac fan. Fried avocado. Madison likes guacamole. I just have it's the texture for me. It's like this. Because it has some graininess to it, yeah, potentially. Yeah, so I don't eat grits. It's bigger than I don't eat grits. <sighs> I love grits. Just the grain. I also don't eat sand on the beach. <laughs> I, I would hope not. <laughs> not intentionally, anyway. That's what I think about grits. <laughs> uh, 11 and 2 Miami, Ohio versus 8 and 5 App State. Um, App State. Uh, uh, it's kind of hard for me not to. Or to pick against App State it whenever is they hard. have the possibility. Uh, but I believe they played Miami, Ohio at one point in time during the regular season. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, we picked App State in that one, and App State wound up losing. So maybe this is a situation where they get their second opportunity and they fully take advantage of it. So I'm taking App State in this one. Yeah, I'm have to, it's hard for me to bet against App State. And out of the bowls that we've mentioned thus far, this is probably the least expensive. And if you want to, <laughs> you too, <laughs> you too can attend this bowl for as low as fifteen dollars. The other ones have been uh, thirty-five, thirty, and thirty-two dollars to be able to get into those. Moving along, five forty-five as the your Saturday continues on ESPN or ESPN Plus from the University Stadium in New Mexico, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. New Mexico State versus Fresno State. 10 and 4 New Mexico State, 8 and 4 Fresno State in the Isleta New Mexico Bowl. Tickets for that are $33 right now. New Mexico State is favored by 3.5 points. Over under on this game is currently set at 51.5. And, and yes, this is the same New Mexico State that defeated Auburn mm-hmm. uh, in their next to the last game of the year, uh, just before the Iron Bowl. Uh, rather handedly, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, a couple of weeks later, New Mexico State does wind up losing in what would have been their uh, conference championship game. Yeah, Give me New Mexico State over Fresno State in this one. I think they're going to be able to do it with no problem, uh, especially with the as well as the uh, New Mexico State's QB has been playing as of late. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with New, New Mexico State. Um, once again, our most disliked field or owners of our most disliked stadium or field. Turn down the contrast on your field. Good God. (laughs) In college football, uh, Boise State taking on UCLA, eight and five Boise State versus seven and five UCLA on ESPN at 730 at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. For the Starco Brands LA Bowl. Current line on that one, UCLA is favored by four points with the over under on that one right now set at 48 and a half. Give me the Bruins, man. Yeah. I think UCLA, uh, the Bears are going to be able to take down the, the ponies, the Mustangs. Yeah, I'd, I'd, 
I just just because of their field, I can't cheer for them. Uh, you just even at an away place, I can't cheer for them because they're going to have those uniforms. So that's going to yeah. be the same thing. So, and they yeah. are listed as the home team for this game. So yeah, they're going to be in that home god awful yeah. blue color. Yeah, give me the give me the UCLA. Final game on the night starts at 9:15 p.m. on ESPN or ESPN Plus, and that's Cal California Golden Bears taking on. Texas Tech Red Raiders six and six Cal taking on six and six Texas Tech at Independence Stadium in Shreveport, Louisiana for the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. So out of all the bowls that are the larger scale, I guess you could say bowls mm-hmm. uh, or known bowls, this is the first one, the Independence Bowl that, I've uh, actually... that is going to be being played. Yeah. Yeah, I've, this is one I've actually heard of. Yeah. The tickets for this one are the lowest out of any tickets on the first day of bowl season. Man, Cal's quarterback just entered the transfer portal. Yeah. So they're playing with a backup. And that's some other things that we're going to have to, you know, take into consideration with some of these games is the people that are transferring Or opting out. out. Of, or just opting for out, instance, for sure. For instance, Tennessee's two starting running backs opted out. Yeah. They, I, I, they <laughs> in, they, they're obviously – graduated, walked, probably declaring for the draft, and decided not to play in our board game. So we have our Samson, who, you know, has the capability of being able to... And a guy we haven't seen yet. So so depending on how the the unseen, unused player mm-hmm. can prepare over the course of the next few weeks. Depends on if he's, yeah. he's backing up Samson next year, I guess. Uh, so, but yeah, I, let's... Uh, in in the spirit of of Chris Berman, give me the Red Raiders. The Red Raiders. Uh, I am going to agree with you on this one. And if you want to go see this one, you too can go check out this game. If you're in Louisiana, in Shreveport, tickets as low as eleven dollars. So that's got our first day for um, what would be the the upcoming slate of bowl games. Um, Monday, December the 18th, is going to be Western Kentucky against Old Dominion. Western Kentucky, 7-5, and five, the Hilltoppers, taking on Old Dominion, uh, who has a 6-6 six and six record, at Jerry Richard Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. Tickets as low as $31. Line right now, Old Dominion favored by 2.5, over-under on this one at 54.5 for the famous Toastery Bowl. Old Dominion, to me, is a trucking company, not a football team. Uh, give me the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers to, to take this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give me WKU to take the victory. Sounds good. Tuesday, December the 19th, 9 p.m. on ESPN, ESPN+. Plus. University of Texas, San Antonio, familiar foe to the mm-hmm. volunteers mm-hmm. from this last season. We'll be taking on the thundering herd of Marshall, uh, UTSA eight and four, Marshall six and six, and the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl, taking place in Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas. Tickets as low as forty dollars for this one. UTSA is currently a double-digit favorite in this one, with the line being in favor of UTSA by eleven points. Current over under fifty-two and a half. Give me the Roadrunners. Really? Yes. Uh, I like the Roadrunners. Um, but, nah, it's, 
you're thinking we are Marshall? We are Marshall, man. Hey, nothing are. wrong with that one. We are Marshall. Thursday, December the 21st, 8 p.m. ESPN, ESPN Plus, FAU Stadium, Boca Raton, Florida, South Florida, 6-6, six and six, taking on 6-6 six and six Syracuse in the RoofClaim.com Bowl, Boca Raton Bowl. Boca Raton, that always makes me laugh because it translates to rat's mouth. Mm-hmm. Current line, Syracuse, the orange, favored by, and this is kind of funny. You've got Syracuse, New York versus South Florida. So the further, one of the farthest north you can mm-hmm. go in in the U.S. Mm-hmm. versus almost the furthest south you can go in the U.S. In the retirement capital of the world. Yes, down in Boca Raton. So hopefully they leave early enough because with the way people would be driving down there, yeah, some people might be late. Syracuse three point favorite. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> Over under is currently set at sixty and a half. Well, look at it this way: with it being at eight o'clock, most of those people are gonna be in bed by yeah, then. So they'll be in bed. Finally, uh, and we will be able to um, go ahead and give our preview for this one probably next week uh, because that game is not until 6.30, so we will hold off on the Georgia Tech and UCF game for later on. So that's the first few days of bowl season until we get to you on our next episode with our thoughts on those. Make sure to check in on our social pages and leave your thoughts and predictions. We'll try to go ahead and make sure and get these out. Um, sometime early this next week. Get your thoughts and predictions put on there, especially for the games going into the beginning of next week. Um, but while we've got a little bit of time, I wanted to go ahead and switch over to what's going to be our main subject during a decent portion of the off season. Mm. Um, and that's, of course, going to be the transfer portal. But beyond that, we also recently got the schedules Yes. For the entirety of the SEC. Um, Yes. And and in looking at that, of course, we knew who the opponents were going to be, but we didn't know exactly when they were going to fall, how they were going to fall, and all of that good stuff. But as it stands, uh, all 16 teams, of course, uh, and they made a little bit more of a spectacle of it. They actually had like a two-hour show doing the schedule release for the individual SEC teams. And if we were to go through the list, starting with the easiest, ending with the most difficult, numbers 1 through 16, the schedules line up as follows, with Missouri as having the easiest schedule at number 1, Tennessee has the second easiest at number 2, About time. Texas at number 3, so that's honestly with the way that they are performing this year, have performed this year, they're going into the playoffs likely going to take care of Washington and be in the finals in the national championship game against either Michigan or Alabama and then are handed on a silver platter the third easiest schedule going into their first year of the SEC basically being like here here's your welcoming gift why don't you take a conference championship to start it all off so we can listen to Texas's back all that's, year. That's something that I heard people would start to say, and people would be like, no, don't say that, don't say that, because if you say that, it's going to jinx us. Maybe they should start saying that more. Coming in at number four, Ole Miss. 
Auburn at number five, LSU at number six, Texas A&M at number seven, Kentucky at number eight. So we've made it halfway through uh, the easiest to the toughest. So right now at the halfway point, Kentucky has about the most mid-range schedule, uh, followed by Arkansas at eight and nine, are right smack dab in the middle. Next up, going toward the more difficult side of things, South Carolina at number 10, Georgia at number 11, Mississippi State at number 12, Alabama at 13, Oklahoma 14, Vanderbilt 15, and one of your favorites, the Florida Gators, with the toughest schedule, not only in the SEC, but arguably the toughest schedule in the entire Country when there's drop for I the said, 2024 season, I've never felt bad for a Gator, but that makes me kind of think, why are we punishing them? <laughs> the last five games of their schedule include, if we were already in the 12-team playoff format, would include every single one of their last five games would be against yes. playoff contenders. Playoff right contenders. Now. Not to mention they start off the season playing Miami. Yep. So, yeah, Florida. And they have us later in the year this year. Yeah, Billy Napier is likely going to be done after the 2024 season. And it's not not going to be his fault, though. No. I, I would not be able to blame it on him in any capacity whatsoever. The schedule that they are facing this year is insane. So what do you do? When you get to this point where you're like, uh, somewhere something's got to give. Like it's, it's, you know, we've been saying for years, until, until next year, Tennessee's always had one of the top five, top six toughest schedules. South Carolina's always been up there in the top toughest schedules. So Tennessee gets a break coming in to next year. Texas, who hasn't put up the time in the SEC, gets a gift. Missouri, who has been cocky and arrogant and ran through teams this year, gets a gift. Yeah, so like having the at easiest some schedule. Of the other, at, some of, at some point, I would have to start looking at your schedule, kind of like in a fantasy draft, your wins dictate when you draft next year, right? Your schedule. Typically, your, if you continue them. Yes, yeah. if you continue them. Shouldn't your victories to loss ratio dictate how easy you get next year? I would think so. It should. I would think so. But it so. clearly does not. But whenever you get into this stuff, I mean, it all winds up coming down to, to money. Them dollar-dollar bills. Money. Interesting mm. point. Something for you all to think about. As far as the difficulty level for the 2024-2025 football schedule, the two newest additions to the SEC have the third easiest and the third most difficult schedules, respectively. Texas with the third easiest, Oklahoma with the third most difficult. And we have Oklahoma this coming year. Hopple gets to go go back to his old stomping grounds and coach against o- the Okies next year. So uh, that'll yeah. be interesting. It's our payback for they, them coming to us a few years ago. They get Tennessee and South Carolina in Norman. That's kind of it's kind of fun. Yeah. To think about that, like, wow, we, you know, such a rarity back in the day, and now it's going to be 
become a regular thing to see regular our teams then. face Oklahoma and Texas. I'm just curious as to how the, the rotation is going to get started or what's going to happen moving forward with the rotations. Mm-hmm. So before we continue on to uh, the rest of our discussion, um, we want to remind you all about our dear friends next door to us at Gatlinburg Brewing Company. Bowl season is upon us. And if you are living in this area, we highly recommend you can't watch all the bowl games at one time on your individual TV at, at the same time. And you've got to get out of the house. So we highly recommend going to Gatlinburg Brewing Company. They have multiple TVs. They have fantastic craft beers. They have a, a full bar. And they have the, some of the best personal pizza, wings, salads, and so much more that you will ever have. Personal 10-inch pizzas, brick fire oven pizzas that kind of make you think of the pizza that Pete is eating in the goof, Goofy movie or something that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon used to chow down on. Just delicious pizza. We had our Christmas party there. They're great friends of ours. During the bowl season, we hope to see you next door and stop by and do some sampling with us before you go grab a beer and a pizza and watch some bowl season. So a huge shout out to our friends at Gatlinburg Brewing Company. What's the deal? What's the deal? Yeah. Uh, that, that's if their, she could that's have her it. Current, that's her current pizza. If she could have deal? it, cheese, Madison was like, God, she, she can't eat dairy. But she was like, if I could, if I was willing to spend a whole weekend sick, she would have gotten it the other night. Because she, she was like, that looks so good. I'm talking about one of the pizzas that they have right now. It's their specialty pizza for the... For the moment. They don't the do moment. a specialty pizza of the month. It's, it's of the for moment. the moment. Uh, but it is a fried pickle pizza, and it is fantastic. So if you but had yes, it? Yes. Uh, I wound up having one yesterday. Nice. We had our uh, employee party Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and I ate a salad over there. You were uh, good. You were good. I, I, yeah, I was good for, for the party night. Yeah. Uh, but yesterday for lunch, I wound up having the... Uh, what's the Me and deal? Mallory split the what's the deal uh, pizza. I like it. I like it. But yeah, you are 100% correct. Make sure um, if you are going to be out and about uh, any point in time throughout the weekend or throughout the entirety of bowl season and you want to make sure and be able to catch multiple games at one time, head on over to Gatlinburg Brewing Company. Get some food, get some brew, sit down, enjoy some football. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, looking at right now, um, there are thousands, thousands of people in the transfer portal currently. I only went through the top 50. Mm. And as as we started this episode off, talking about numbers, and and not necessarily my infatuation with numbers, but just something that I go to because it's a part of my everyday life. Half of the top 50 players in the transfer portal, so 25 players in the transfer portal currently are either transferring from or to an SEC school. Now, of those 25 players, seven of them are transferring from out of Texas A&M. Translated into percentages, 28% of the 25 players that are transferring either out of or to an SEC school 
in this instance, are transferring out of Texas A&M. And I think we kind of knew. 28%. I think we kind of knew that there was a chance that that would happen because usually when a coach is fired, yeah, you see that kind of stuff. Yes. When you see a personnel change, you tend to see vast exodus of players because they, they came to play for that coach. Truth. So... Uh, and something that's odd, though, as far as that situation is that after Jimbo was let go throughout, you know, earlier in the season this year, there were a multitude of players that seemed to have a better attitude. Yes. But you also have, they figured out or already know who their new coach coming in is for this next season. So who's to say that they just didn't want to deal with that particular coach also, or any of the stuff that wound up coming along with it. It's crazy the players that are defenses players because, I mean, they were a top five defense. Oh, yeah. Especially against the run. And it's like, dude, y'all, y'all, y'all great numbers. Doing great. Why, why are you leaving? Um, so it's very interesting. Yes, yes. And these are all players that had meaningful snaps. These are not like backups no. in this instance. These are These are starters. I mean, right now, the number one player in the portal is a, a defensive mm-hmm. player from Texas A&M looking for his new home. Now, speaking of, and I actually went through <laughs> and actually wrote down the name, the position, where they're transferring from, which or which uh, school they're transferring from, which school they're transferring to, if they have a crystal ball or not, uh, or if they've actually full-on committed okay. at this point. Uh, Walter Nolan from Texas A&M, listed as the number one overall defensive lineman in the portal class, uh, has not committed or does not have a crystal ball anywhere. Same thing for Nylon Green, the number one corner out of the University of Georgia. Now, London Humphreys, the number one wide receiver in this current transfer portal class from out of Vandy, has a crystal ball right now to Georgia, but is not actually signed or committed in any capacity, hasn't made any sort of public, you know, statement saying that this is who he intends to transfer to. But as it stands right now, that crystal ball is in for Georgia. Uh, Princely Umanmilin, the number one edge in the country, transferring out of Florida, right now has a crystal ball for Ole Miss. Chase Besantis, the number one offensive tackle in the country, Coming out of A&M right now has no home in sight. Trey Moore, the number two edge, coming out of UTSA, will be going to Texas. At least that is crystal balled at the moment. Juice Wells, the number two wide receiver in the class from out of South Carolina, is currently crystal balled to go to Ole Miss. But as, of course, being the Gamecock, I've seen multiple reports uh, on several different outlets saying that there is a possibility that because he was unable to secure what he was looking for in terms of NIL deals um, uh, dollar-wise at some of the other places, that there is a potential that he could remain at South Carolina or at least be welcomed back since he's in the transfer portal. It could be withdrawn or whatever the case may be at this point. Uh, LT Overton, another name. Uh, on the defensive side, coming out of uh, Texas A&M, listed as the number two defensive lineman in the portal, uh, currently does not have a landing spot or has not released where their landing spot would be. Uh, Trevor Etienne, the name should sound familiar, uh, currently has an older sibling that is playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
at this point in time and a former Clemson graduate um, listed as the number one running back in the transfer class out of Florida currently does not have a home yet or at least it has not been released Marvin Jones Jr. number three edge out of Georgia no landing spot yet Toriano Pride number two corner out of Clemson has committed to Mizzou Dion Burks, number three wide receiver out of Purdue, has committed to Oklahoma. Matthew Golden, the number four wide receiver out of Houston, is currently crystal balled to Texas. Brock Vandergriff, the number six quarterback in the entire portal class, and what would be the number two behind Carson Beck out of the University of Georgia, has committed to Stoops and Kentucky. Kentucky last year and this year got Devin Leary last year from NC State and then this year winds up scoring Brock Vandergriff from Georgia Jake Johnson big tight end from Texas A&M number three tight end in the portal class currently does not have a landing spot hopefully that might be someone else at South Carolina who not necessarily in a huge need for a tight end as much as other positions might be able to secure his services Fadil Diggs, the number five edge out of Texas A&M, is uh, crystal balled right now to Syracuse. Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma quarterback, did well this year. And this is something that's going to be an unknown factor at this point in what Oklahoma's bowl game would be, um, is going ahead and uh, has committed to Oregon at this point. So Bo Nix's replacement has been found out in Oregon. Uh, Kyle McCord, uh, the Ohio State quarterback, listed as the number nine quarterback in the transfer portal, is crystal balled to go to Nebraska. Uh, Raheem Rocket Sanders, the number three running back in the portal out of Arkansas, has fully committed to South Carolina. Will Shepard, out of Vanderbilt, seventh-ranked wide receiver in the transfer portal, currently has no landing spot. Ja'Cory Brooks, the number eight, Wide receiver out of Alabama, same thing. No landing spot as of yet. Chris Paul Jr., the number one linebacker in the class, has committed, unfortunately, to Ole Miss. Raymond Cottrell, number nine wide receiver out of Texas A&M, is currently committed to Kentucky. Another big pickup for Stoops. Uh, Jardine Gilbert, the number three safety, once again. And the final Texas A&M uh, player to enter the transfer portal out of the top 50. Uh, no landing spot yet. And Will Rogers, that name sounds familiar, the Mississippi State quarterback that we talked about quite a bit this last year, listed as the number 10 quarterback in the country in the transfer portal out of Mississippi State, is currently still crystal balled to head to Washington. And as it stands, with that being said, The top five portal classes, as of this recording, are listed as Colorado number one, Notre Dame number two, Kentucky number three, South Carolina number four, and NC State with the number five recruiting class currently out of the transfer portal. Wow. Wow. Before we get to those thoughts, I found an interesting interview with the Nebraska head coach Matt Rule. Rule, yeah, Rule. Matt Rule. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to insert that interview right now and 
let you all hear his thoughts about transfer portal nil all that stuff kind of gives us a little behind the curtain look and kind of answers some questions that i've had about all the information is this the one where he's talking about oh if you want a good quarterback out of the portal you need to pony up like a million bucks or no not just that just kind of like he talks about like their agents and they can't talk to the the person, the player. They, oh, you know, right. So yeah, he's kind of letting us, through. he's like, look, we don't just get to, like, message these players, like, text these players and say, hey, I can give you this. Do you want to come to Nebraska? No. It's, no, it's, it's, it's very it's NFL, through, very yeah. pro. So we're going to play that interview for you right now, and then we'll discuss our thoughts afterwards. Um, at the end of the day, there are no contracts. There are no – this is – and Charlie Baker from the NCAA is trying to make it where the college is like – we can't even have the conversation with the players about the money. So now you have all throughout college football, you have players getting agents. Sometimes they're great agents, NFL agents. Sometimes they're not certified. There is, there's not, there's no like NFLPA regulating it. They're dealing with third parties for each school. Each school has a different amount. And um, it's, 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 there's no system to it. I had a, an NFL GM text me this week and he was like, bro, how come you guys don't just make it binding? How come you guys, I said, I said, we can't even have a conversation or else we get in trouble. So it's them dealing with a third party. They can tell a kid, hey, you're going to get a million dollars. And then they can show you can transfer from Nebraska, go somewhere else. And then they say, hey, you know what? We don't have that money anymore. And oh, by the way, once you transfer, you're stuck at the second school. So you actually get penalized. Like you get penalized for recruiting a kid out of high school. He can leave for more money somewhere else. But if he goes somewhere else, he's stuck there till he graduates. So there is no system. And I think it's important that people know that. I because you know what, some good Pat, some good coaches are losing their jobs, and some good programs are they're 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 building players up, and then players are leaving. And I'm all for players. Let me just say this: I'm all for players making money. It's crazy. It is. Um, so they can't even talk to the kids. They they don't deal with the kids. But I wonder until that interview that was on the Pat McAfee show, old Patty Mac. I do enjoy Pat McAfee. Yes. Um, former twenty four seven champion from WWE, uh, SmackDown commentator whenever he's not doing football season. Uh, so, big fan of Patty Mac. And I love how he's like, look, I'm, I'm, I think that people need to know. I don't think a lot of people know this. They think that they can just go get, go get, you know, go get this person. Like, we can't even talk to them. Like, we can't say, like, Hypo can't talk to Juice Wells. Right. So now in this instance, it makes me think, because you hear about the potential for tampering and stuff like that, it makes me wonder if these agents for these players are out shopping places for their clients to potentially land, and most of the time, and I'm sure this is the case, that a majority of these deals are done ahead of time, well ahead of time. But then you see and hear that there's, oh, okay, uh, this particular transfer portal player wound up taking a, a visit or an official visit to this particular school. Is that something to where that, too, is, is being brokered by this player's agent? So, all right, so if, if you do wind up scoring a visit from a transfer portal player, is that something that's already increasing your chances of landing said player just because of the fact that I mean I've heard whenever people talking about oh the the difference between trying to get a kid out of high school versus trying to get a, a player out of the portal 
getting a kid out of high school, you're having to promise or try to show that there's all of these different things like, oh, you've got a, a DJ booth to be able to record in here. We've got all these different things in the facility. You've got this as far as nutrition. We you've just got, put in a new pool. You know, all of these different things. You can, you know, we've got this whole video game yeah. Room set up. Oh, We've yeah, got, yeah. you know. When you're off time, come over here. We, we, have, we have Halo tournaments. Yeah, whatever we, this, that, the, that yeah. may be as far as that. But then whenever you've gotten past the, the newness of, of having to be sold on a particular institution because of all the thrills and frills that it can give you, as opposed to what future it can provide for you. Mm-hmm. The the things that are being looked at, I mean, I wonder if it's just a situation where this player has given their agent their a agent, list of yeah. things saying, all right, these are the qualities that I want my place to meet or the place that I'm going to transfer to to meet because I don't, I'm not worried about the photo ops with the, the fancy car or I'm not worried about going and spending time on these. I want to be developed to potentially yeah. take my game to... A, a, a new level. Like, I, it, I want this place in to, whatever you capacity know, it may be, whether it be USFL. If this or, college or doesn't have a, a Canadian Football League or five-star indoor training facility with pool, track, and and all this stuff, don't even entertain. Right. If if it doesn't have a a multi-million-dollar library, don't even entertain. Or does it just come down to the fact of oh well, if they're not going to be able to give me six figures I, I'm and, not and, even gonna, and guaranteed playing time yeah I'm not even going to entertain so it's so crazy the agent like at this age like and especially you, we, t- we talked about this a couple episodes ago like even not just with these people in the portal but these high schoolers like Arch Manning in, during, a, during a, uh, his senior year was discussing with an agent his moves right at 17 like years old like he has a, a not necessarily a handler but a a Air quotes director. Yeah, uh, at seventeen years old. I don't, I don't want to use the term groomer. No, yeah, I mean, definitely don't want to use that term because of the a, negative a, connotation well, right now. It's but a different it's, term these days. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really mean what it meant twenty you, years yeah, ago. Yeah, used to whenever you say you were grooming someone for something. I mean, yeah, it's you're the getting same. them ready for like a promotion or to take over a business or or something. Right. But Which now I mean, it's the, become such a politically charged the, term. The quote unquote definition is still the same, but yes, yeah. it's more of a politically charged term and yeah. in a directly negative context, talking about grooming. Used yeah. for you know very bad things and something yeah. of course that we don't condone in any sense. Absolutely. Absolutely, but yeah, I mean, at one point in time, or you know, in this sense, where the these this staff that this agent has assembled to make sure that that their social media mentions stay in this lane, that their actual actions like. Uh, basically, yeah, it would be a handler. That way this person isn't going out and doing something stupid, going and getting completely trashed at some frat party and, and you know, having social media footage filmed of them that can be put out and and do potential harm to their to their image. Absolutely. Since, uh, since the player's name, image, and likeness is what is making them yes, money, absolutely. if that is tainted in any capacity, then that's less money or no money oh, that, that they could be making absolutely. off of I mean, it. imagine a, a reboot of the movie Jerry Maguire today 
but it's nil and oh, it's for college. Just co- it's not pro. Yeah, it's but for it's collegiate. done. It's done with collegiate and Maybe today's that's something nil. Something needs to be done. Maybe that's to kind of explain and so show this world. Can, yeah, understand what because all you know about. My, my, a high percentage of the fan base. Uh, they're not like I said. They're not looking at it as like, oh well, you know, they they have to talk to this person, this person. They're yelling at their TVs. I don't understand why Hypel don't just go get Arch Manning. Or I don't understand why Hypel don't just send a message and get this cow quarterback. Right. It's not like that, man. It, that's what what Rule's saying is, like, you can't. You would be fined you, and yeah, fired. Yeah, you as the the representative of the institution cannot have a direct conversation with the prospect until after all I mean, of that I stuff has been handled through the agent. Being a kid and growing up watching football way before the days of NIL and transfer portals of hearing about, oh, they had an 11-2 and two season, but they can't play in their ball game because of recruiting violations and sanctions right. against them. So the recruiting violations... And the trouble you get in have only increased exponentially since we now have NIL and Transfer Portal. You couldn't do it with up-and-coming JUCO or high school players then. Now you can't even do it with people who are 21 years old but are transferring to your school. You can't just talk to them. So it's such a crazy world. And the fact that there was all this talk coming out of Buffalo early in the season. And if you go back and you listen to Cocky Top, well, T-Mac here was very high on Colorado Buffaloes. Oh, yeah. He's very high on Coach Prime. He's like, look, he's doing it, baby. He's showing what you do with the transfer portal, and he's proven that if you use it the right way, then you're by God, you're going to make a statement. Well, after those four wins, (laughs) he then lost eight straight games. So (laughs) it's like... He used it really well. And yet again, he's at the number one spot. Number one spot for the 2024 class. So it's kind of funny how he utilized it and did so well. Still went 4-8, and eight, but is still sitting at the number one so far. People are still going there. Yeah. He's still making it work for him. And, I mean, like I said, whenever I was talking about the, the top 50 or whatever, we did just what would be the the – 25 players out of the top 50, so half of the top 50 are either going to or from an SEC school. That didn't include, of course, the the out-of-conference to out-of-conference, like Aiden Childs uh, following his head coach from Oregon State to Michigan State. Dante Moore coming out of UCLA, uh, number two quarterback in the country behind Aiden Childs. Uh, no landing spot currently. Uh, Cameron Ward, number three quarterback in the country out of Washington State. Currently no landing spot. Tyler Barron, I uh, didn't mention his name, I don't think. Yeah, I think I did mention it. Uh, uh, out of Tennessee. I think he is listed as the number two or number three, number two edge player in the country. No landing spot right you wanna now. You want to hear a funny story about him? Go ahead. He did the same thing last year. Oh, he, he went into the transfer portal, portal and then didn't get any good to... offers and came back. And that's probably what, or could potentially be hap- what is happening with Juice Wells, who is only a few spots down behind him uh, in that. 
But as it stands <laughs> right now, Juice Wells has actually dropped two spots from number 10 to number 12 overall in the portal just because other people have gone into the portal and wound up pushing him down in that aspect. Um, just looking at what would be the entries into today, um, Sage Ryan, four-star, uh, .97 overall rating, uh, safety out of LSU. Uh, Malcolm Pugh, uh, three-star defensive line, 86 overall out of Georgia Tech. Elias Coy, interior offensive line, uh, .85 overall out of Georgia Tech. Bryson Dixon, defensive line, three-star, .85 overall out of Georgia Tech. Literally, within the last 20 minutes, entered into the portal. Jeez. So, I mean, it's constantly. Just going. Constantly going. Going, going. And the thing about it is, is there are about as half as many that have entered so far this year as what the total number that entered last year. Over 3,000 kids entered the portal last year, and only, I think it was 15%, wound up finding homes. So the rest of them either went back to the school that they were attending if they didn't burn any bridges. Yeah. Or are off in the ether somewhere in terms of what their future is playing football. And no telling what has happened in terms of their education, their furthered education, or anything like that. That's wild. It's a huge crapshoot. The portal giveth, the portal taketh, and it's <laughs> it's... It, it 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 and NIL right now are a couple of the simultaneously best and worst things that could have happened to college football. Oh yeah. Because the the fact that you could do it is there, but there are hardly any sort of regulations governing it at this point. Wow. And one of the things about the transfer portal and and just the college football schedule overall Mm-hmm. is the portal window opens right after conference championships. And that means that if you want to get into the portal, you have to get in there and you're technically not allowed to play with your team for a bowl or championship game if you have entered the portal and, you know, whatever the case may be as far as that. See, I think that that is one change they need to make is I don't think the portal should open until after ball games. Right. Make it sometime in January. Yeah. Like, you could have a signing period right now for your uh, high school ranks, yes. your early signing period, that's fine. But as far as actually the transfer portal window, put it in the actual off season. Yes. Because, like you say, you've got a player like Malik Murphy who said, you know, I don't have any sort of ill will towards Texas, but if I don't go ahead and get in the portal now, yeah, you know, because the way the schedule is written, if I don't go in now, I won't have the opportunity to go in later, and then I'll have to wait even longer. Yeah. And then if that's the case, maybe I don't have a landing spot if I enter into the portal later. So, yep. I mean, that even more of a crap Foregoing a semifinal game, possibly final national championship game, possibly and a being, national championship ring. And being the number one guy next year in yeah. Texas. To enter the portal to try to make a better landing spot, better future for himself and his family. Yeah. That part, I don't fault. 
but because of the way the portal works right now and the changes that should be made haven't happened is he's had to forego this amazing opportunity just to look out for himself yeah they make these changes these people can still play their ball games and the NCAA specifically states in their whatever you want to call it that they are there for the betterment of the student athlete mm-hmm. horse horse shit crap I, 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 the NCAA in the last few years have. They're digging themselves a hole. Shown their faces. Shown their true colors, as it were. Speaking of, speaking of colors, we have actually got some fun new colors on Mm -hmm. the cocky top segment of the Studio 66 T Public site. Absolutely. So make sure if you are wanting to get a couple of last minute wearable Mm -hmm. Christmas gifts. For either your Alval or your Forever to the Gamecock. Or for several other designs that we've got in there. For Between Two Barrels as well as 30 and Nerdy that are all holiday inspired designs. Mm -hmm. Make sure to go to the Studio 66 portion of Public as soon as possible. Yes. As we mentioned earlier, we have 10 days until Christmas. 9 days until Christmas Eve. I know the the postal service is running their sales ragged yes, right they now, are. trying to make sure and get stuff delivered. There is still at least a couple of days to where you can hopefully. I'm not going to try to guarantee it or anything. I can't speak for T Public. I will say that now uh, you're you have to up, do the upcharge and deliver. do an upgraded delivery charge. Upgraded okay. delivery charge will get it to you before Christmas. Yes, because all of these are made as they yes. are ordered. So if you've got all, think about it. You've got all these people across the country and world going in and having T-shirts made to order mm-hmm. at individual moments. It's going to take some time to get those done and get those out, especially with backlogging orders and stuff like that. So yeah, at this point, you already have to pay. An expedited sir or charge uh, for uh, faster service and shipping, mm-hmm. um, but you still could potentially get those. So if you are wanting to get one, don't hesitate. Go now. Yes. Don't even pause this episode. Go order it. Then order you can now. come back and finish us. Yes. Hear us talking about going to all the other social media <laughs> sites yes. and making sure and liking us, following us, and everything else um, before we wrap up this episode. T-Mac, you got anything else you want to add? Uh, not not really. It's bowl season. Don't forget to tune in to Cocky Top and uh, go Vols. Yeah, right now, um, episodes will be coming to you on Fridays only. Uh, just as a reminder, Fridays only uh, until we get back into next season, um, which, of course, will be getting fired up. We'll probably wind up starting to extend our episodes around SEC Media Days. Mm. which usually take place sometime in July. Yeah. Um, but that may wind up extending a little bit further until we actually get into um, fall camp mm. at that point, and then we'll start getting into the uh, multiple shows again. Uh, but, yeah, right now we will be coming to you every Friday uh, talking about all things volunteer and all things Gamecock uh, from our individual fandom's perspective. Guys, once again, on behalf of all of all, Tyler McDaniel, I am forever to the Gamecock, Brian Lowe, saying we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Cocky Top Podcast.
We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about what's happening with any of the Studio 66 shows, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, click the thumbs up, whatever you have to do to make sure you get your fill of this legendary content. Search Studio 66 on Facebook or Instagram, or the Studio 66 playlist on YouTube from Tennessee Legend Distillery. You can also subscribe to our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash tldstudio66, for additional content for all of the Studio 66 shows, as well as gifts from the different Studio 66 podcasts and Tennessee Legend Distillery. And if that wasn't enough, you can also visit our website, tldstudio66.com, where you can find links to all of the shows and podcasts, as well as merchandise for all of the individual podcasts. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail if you like via SpeakPipe or send us an email at tldtube23 at gmail.com. However you go about it, make sure you don't miss out on getting even more legendary info about the studio as well as the distillery from Studio 66, presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery.